1: everybody and welcome to a slightly delayed uh, main episode of Mysteries of the Unexplained. I am this week's host, William, and joining me this week is the ravishing Anne-Marie (laughs) Bernie. How are you, Annie? How are you?
2: (laughs) Oh, I'm uh, absolutely fabulous. Just took a little bit of time out. My super heptic, heptic, heptic? like hectic uh christmas is a schedule to be here with you tonight i have exactly 45 minutes so if you'd like to get on with it, i have presents to wrap <laughs> oh, thank you <laughs> you're wrapping them
1: quite early but listen you're you're a woman that's prepared i get it that's fine it's allowed so i suppose b- before we get into this week's main episode um we need to say thank you to our new patreon subscribers So uh, I'll say the first one there, first person uh, that I want to say a big thank you to is Blake Heinrich monroe oh
2: my god what a bougie name blake heinrich monroe Mm. that oh thank you so sexy and thank you so so much for being our new little christmas elf we love you and there's another little christmas elf called lauren shepherd and the two of them are equally elfish and beautiful we want to say thanks so much that's a beautiful christmas present lads and if the rest of you could get their fingers out of your arses we would appreciate a christmas present from you also
1: oh my god you're always very demanding <laughs> to our listeners aren't you? it actually ties in quite nicely to uh, a review we received this week so we got a five star review this week thank you so much and it says listen to it every night sorry heading is my favorite podcast and it's five stars listen to it every night and nearly piss myself every time thank you for making this podcast there is no one threatening me to make this review I think that's directed at you. I think it I might don't know be. where
2: that. I don't know where Supple Bear. Thank you, Supple Bear. Would have gotten that impression. I just gently prod and probe our listeners. I wouldn't demand, and again, I'm just not a demanding kind of person. But if you are going to send us an in, um a review, we would like when just like that. We like people to be pissing their pants. We need loads of clean underwear in the cupboard. We want urine everywhere
1: yes yes (laughs) just to reiterate that we do want your reviews Um, yeah you can send them in wherever you can write your review and it really helps us and of course we'll try and read them out on the show thank you Other than that, Annie, how are you getting on this week? Are you good? What's happening? I'm
2: great. Tell you the truth, like, I was lying. I don't have Christmas presents to wrap at all because I just got a load of online vouchers and online stuff and sent them to people.
1: Oh, it all comes (laughs) out in the
2: wash. Uh, I'm great. I am in my little mobile home and I have the firelight and I just had to take off to... Um, layers of clothing I think I might have overestimated how cold it was tonight and I'll soon be sitting here in my bra so you guys keep that in your mind throughout this story sexy okay <laughs> nice
1: nice nice
2: Will would you like what What would you do if we were like here in person and I just took off all my clothes and I was just there in my bra like would you be able to concentrate or what
1: I suppose I'd ha- be able to try and concentrate holding my phone to take pictures <laughs> to let this go viral <laughs> see what people look like so people can see what i'm dealing with
2: it would be like staring into two huge white moons i say these boys haven't seen the light of day in about three years now with covid and all the rest of it they're literally literally if i got them out in summertime oh up in flames
1: holy holy <laughs> lord <laughs> okay i love i'd say there's a lovely coat of <laughs> hair on the, <laughs> on the nipples as well for some reason anyway They are not here to learn about you and your body and your hairy nipples, will you? Shut up, will you? Shut up. Now, are you ready for a very, very intriguing story that absolutely Put the willies up me. I Oh, Will. Don't say, don't say a joke. And I absolutely about loved some, it.
2: About time some Willie got put up. Yeah, I just saw the heading of this story and it's called The Mysterious Model. How weird is it that I was just talking about my model-esque breasts? But sorry, I digress. You continue.
1: Born in 1925 in Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, Jessica Wilcox would experience fame twice in her life for two very different reasons. From a very young age both of Jessica's parents physically abused her. As time passed her parents relationship became strained. Her father would ultimately abandon the family. Jessica was just three years of age at the time. Jessica's mother was described as being cruel often locking her in dark rooms as some sort of punishment and passed her off to relatives whenever she got the chance. Lacking a stable environment, Jessica went on to develop imaginary friends as a defence mechanism. One of these friends she named Arlene. As Jessica grew, so did her beauty. She became known for her tall statuesque physique. Jessica stood at an impressive six foot four inches. It probably doesn't come as a surprise then that she decided to pursue a career in modelling. Jessica was used this opportunity to reinvent herself throwing her dark upbringing aside she gave herself a new persona and called herself candy jones candy was destined for stardom in her first contest she placed runner-up for miss new jersey in the miss america contest this placement would earn her a job hosting at the main miss america contest cementing her future modeling career Candy Jones would soon become America's pin-up girl. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I should should have put a stage direction. She's actually quite easygoing, kind of calm, like sultry. Uh, uh,
2: Yeah, I can play that, well. I don't know why you have to give me instructions. I know what this woman is all about.
1: Wow, you're (laughs) bad for directors to work with.
2: (laughs) The camera loved me. And I loved the camera. The glamour. The dress-up. It's amazing how a woman's shape can hypnotise a man in seconds. By
1: 1943, Jones had appeared on 11 magazine covers alone. She was one of the most popular fashion models during the World War II era and frequently toured with the United Service Organisations in the Philippines to perform for the troops who loved her.
2: Watching the faces of the troops light up as I performed It's amazing how a woman's shape can, like I said just a second ago, hypnotize (laughs) a man in seconds. I've got a few lines, but I repeat them at infinitum. Really, when you think of it, I'm doing God's work.
1: (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> i just leave that in. <laughs> that was a typo audience that I copied the line down and I was trying well, to, try to come up well uh, anyway, we'll with. Well done on the homework.
2: Well done on the homework. Apparently, she's a very good looking woman, but she doesn't have much to say for herself. She just says the same thing over and over again. But okay, maybe that's her but character. That, that's <laughs> always the way.
1: That's always the way, though, in fairness. <laughs> If you've got beauty, you don't got brains, and if you don't got beauty <laughs> and you don't have brains, your name is Annie Gann. <laughs> I've got this. I've got this crazy beauty, though. <laughs> oh, gosh. During her time in the Philippines, Jones became seriously ill and was taken care by a military doctor named Gilbert. Jensen. By 1946 Jones was married to Fashion Kazar. <laughs> no <don't> no <laughs> Khazar. Kazir <Khazir? laughs>
2: Zar. Well the sea is silent. I saw this coming up and was like here's a car crash waiting to happen. Zar. Oh
1: is it Zar? Ah
2: yeah, the sea is silent. Are you sure
1: it's the silent sea?
2: Will. Will. There's one thing I know right and it's the English language. It's Zar.
1: I, mm, I don't know now.
2: I don't make me come over there, bitch.
1: Sa. It's actually Sa, you fucking stupid bitch, Annie. Sar,
2: that's what I said.
1: It's actually Sa. D-
2: don't make me come over there, Will. You're only a few miles I away. Just had Google Read tell your fucking me. story. Read your fucking story. Sorry, I'm
1: just gonna go with Google this time. By nineteen forty six, Jones was married to fashion sar Harry Conover, one of the first model agents. They had three sons, and Jones said, She didn't realise Conover was bisexual until some years into their marriage. She recognised some people might consider that naive, but Jones insisted her abusive childhood had made her wary of intimate relationships. And though she had many suitors, she was sexually inexperienced when married. She reported that Conover initiated sexual activities with her very few times, and only when he was intoxicated. The marriage, as you might have guessed by now, was doomed what without notice Conover disappeared in late 1958 Jones notified the police and Conover's absence made the news when he returned after a long binge Jones sued for divorce in 1959 after the divorce she was left with 36 dollars and considerable debts (sighs) See that's what would have happened if me and you had got married because I would have been gay and then I would have been just like say yeah yeah and I doubt driven to the drink. I
2: doubt I would have got thirty six dollars out of you like to tell you the truth in the end no,
1: definitely a, probably a tenner a,
2: a maybe I'd say like it was kind of hard to know in those days I'd say if guys were gay because they were like come on I will make you a movie star like you know it was all like very camp mm. and very like they dressed very camp and stuff like that and you know like sure you don't really know until you get to the bedroom and then sure you're probably married by then like I don't know like it's happened. Mm. Manny a good woman, that's all I want to say. Okay, continue.
1: At this point in the story, it's kind of like, you know, she's had a bit of a tragic life. She had had gotten her fame and, you know, things had been on the rise. She has her three sons and then all fell apart a bit. But can she bring herself back? Let's find out. After the divorce, Mm -hmm. Jones, now on her own, decided to open her own modelling school. And also, she began to appear regularly on NBC's weekend radio news programme called Monitor. It was at this point that something very strange began to creep into her life. One day, an old military friend from her touring days with the United Service Organizations called to her modeling agency out of the blue. Candy Jones, my, 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 looking as beautiful as ever, I see.
2: General, my, oh, my, what a pleasant surprise. On this encounter is bringing me right back to my performance days in the Philippines.
1: Yes, Candy, you gave them boys quite a performance. It really was God's work, you know. The way your American spirit lifted those boys up to continue for the American people. Say, Candy, I'm in a bit of a predicament.
2: Anything, General. How can I
1: help? This unnamed general would go on to ask Jones if she would allow the FBI to use her office as a mail drop location and if Jones herself would serve as a courier for them. Sure, it was a very strange request, but Candy, after being brought back to her days during the war, was feeling patriotic, and so she agreed. Soon, Candy was delivering packages and collecting them for the FBI, mostly when she went away on business trips. Candy didn't put much pass on it. In fact, she felt quite proud to be serving her country in such a direct way. In December 1972, she married for a second time, after a month-long whirlwind romance with radio host Long John Nebel. Jones and Nebel were quite the team at the radio station. Candy would become a regular guest on Nebel's late-night radio show. Topics included conspiracy theories, UFOs, ghosts and other paranormal phenomena. Nebel soon noticed that his new wife was displaying odd behaviour. Candy would have strange mood swings. Her demeanour was normally calm and easygoing but she was now slipping into a harsh and aggressive demeanour and sometimes spoke in a low, aggressive voice. Then, as soon as this character would appear, they would disappear and Candy would be back to her pleasant self. Nebel, who would call these moments The Voice, said, It was a look, a few moments of bitchiness. Candy, on the other hand, was totally oblivious to these strange bouts with no memory of what she had said or done. Neville was becoming curious. He began to suspect that something else was at work here. Candy had told him about her days helping the FBI with delivery and making trips overseas for them. He decided to try hypnotising Jones to see if he could find out if something sinister was at play here. Under hypnosis, it did not take long for another personality called Arlene to come forward. Arlene just so happened to be Jones's imaginary friend as a child. Arlene was sharp, to the point, aggressive and spoke in a low tone. Sometimes it was reminiscent of a growl, explaining Jones's strange, sudden bouts of aggression. Arlene would offer up many dark secrets, telling Nebel that on one occasion, Jones was asked to deliver a package to Oakland, California. When she arrived at the address, she was greeted by Dr. Jensen, the same doctor who helped cure Candy of a serious illness she developed while in the Philippines. Allegedly, he invited her to take part in missions for the CIA in return for a large sum of money, and she agreed. Conscious Jones had no recollection of this, but Jones's subconscious alter ego, Arlene, was very much in the know. Arlene told how Candy was instructed to get a passport under an alias and was told that she would be travelling abroad frequently for her covert missions. She would also be injected with what he called vitamins. These vitamins were to help keep her in optimal physical and mental health. After this, she would take up a disguise and travel about making mysterious deliveries. But Candy had no recollection of this when not under hypnosis during future hypnosis sessions Arlene said that Candy was groomed by this Dr Jensen so that she would have no memory of Arlene's activities. Candy allegedly made trips to locations as far away as Taiwan and even claimed that she had been subjected to painful torture in order to test the effectiveness of the alternate personality. In one session, it was revealed that Candy had even visited Vietnam in 1970. She later suspected that this visit had some connection to a disastrous attempt to free american prisoners of war from north vietnam but said that she could not quite piece together what happened as the fragments wouldn't fit after hundreds of hours of being under hypnosis arlene had told how she had been trained in hand-to-hand combat weapons use and assassination methods as well as how to deal with interrogation techniques and resist pain the list went on and on she was the ultimate spy Candy herself would remember none of this. When Arlene was switched on, Candy would switch off and vice versa. Arlene also spoke of the gadgets that she had at her disposal, which included a lipstick that was tipped with a poison that she could use in the event that she was compromised. In 1976, author Donald Bain, who also thoroughly investigated her claims, wrote all about it in his book the control of candy jones then in 1977 candy jones was getting her second shot at stardom as the public was made aware of a program called project mk Ultra. project mk Ultra was an undercover mind control experiment which was run by the office of scientific intelligence of the cia in coordination with the u.s army biological warfare laboratories nebel however had many skeptics mainly through his own fault. He was widely known as a hoaxer and prankster, so his wild story about an American pinup girl who was hypnotised secretly to be a CIA spy was hard for some to swallow. Donald Bain, however, had evidence to back up Jones' story. Bain reported that associates in Jones's modeling schools asserted that Jones indeed had some puzzling absences, supposed business trips where little or no business seemed to be conducted, but the most compelling evidence came in the form of a passport. Candy inadvertently held onto a passport of Arlene Grant. The picture was that of Candy in a dark wig and dark makeup. Jones said that she had no memory of dressing in such an outfit. Or of posing for a passport in a different name. Bain also claimed that a tape recorded message on an answering machine was left on Jones's and Nebel's home telephone number on July 3rd, 1973.
2: This is Japan Airlines calling on 03 July at four ten PM. Please have Miss Grant call 759-9100. She is holding a reservation on Japan Airlines Flight 5 for the 6th of July Kennedy to Tokyo with an option on to Taipei. This is per Cynthia that we are calling.
1: Bain said that when Jones telephoned the number and asked for Cynthia, she was told that no one of that name worked at the reservations desk. Additionally, there was also a letter Jones wrote to her attorney, William Williams, to cover herself in the event that she died or disappeared suddenly under unusual circumstances. She told them that she was not at liberty to reveal exactly what she was involved in. Bain wrote to Williams who corroborated this fact. But is it even all possible? Can a person be controlled in this way? In 1971, an article by hypnosis expert George Estabrooks was published in Science Digest. In the article, Estabrooks openly discussed the successful creation of an amnesthetic courier, the type of which Jones claimed to have been. Candy Jones lived to the age of 64 when she passed away from cancer in 1990 in Lenox Hill Hospital. We may never know what secrets she brought to her grave. <gasps> what do you think of that?
2: Oh my God. Oh my God. It's just just so much. It's just such a like, like it's like a movie. Now, Yeah, but it is. Uh, I think like some
1: Hollywood movies must have been based on this because it's definitely something that I feel like I would have seen along the lines. But well, like, there
2: is, there is a TV show about the whole the whole mk ultra thing i can't remember the name of it i'll try yeah. Find it yeah i'll put it up on the it Facebook is a room. whole
1: story in itself so The whole episode the in M- itself.
2: yeah yeah so the mk ultra thing like it's pretty much accepted that that was like uh like a branch like a it was an operation that the cia had like how how i don't know like how successful it was like i don't really know but they did try to do this shit like they did try this mind control shit didn't they
1: yeah, yeah, that's the public. It was made aware to the public like the, the documents were uncovered, basically. Like yeah. it did actually happen. Yeah. So there was yeah. these different experiments. Now, some people say that these wild um, CIA documents were a method of scaring, uh, you know, Russia and all them who might have been spying on them that they'd read this and think that, you know, the United States was well ahead in the game. Yeah. But but with MKUltra they did actually put into practice what they were saying in their reports which kind of leads you to believe that oh actually all these reports are actually fucking real Um, it's very interesting with Candy Jones that you know they do actually have evidence because I was when I was reading this story and researching it when I came across this Neville guy I was like oh he was a hoaxer and prankster and blah 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 so you know did the two of them you know kind of come up with this thing to make a bit of money well, interestingly, the MK Ultra documents weren't uncovered until a year after that book came out, which I presume she got a bit of money for uh, telling her story in that book and stuff like that. Um, but if they had brought the book out after that, I would have been like, oh, they just wanted to make a quick book. But the fact that it came out beforehand and the fact that there was a passport with her, with her as Arlene Grant and stuff. But it's that kind is... of mad that she was hypnotized. So she obviously... I'm guessing that she was actually first and like initially kind of like, like hypnotized or like something happened when she was on her trip, that first trip and she became seriously ill and the doctor was, he was like a military doctor, but he obviously was like, I'm going to experiment with this one at that time. Yeah. So that's when it it must have all happened.
2: It's so crazy but then how would she have accounted for this missing time in her life? You know like like for these weekends where she was off running around other countries like fucking Taipei and everything like delivering messages and stuff and the other and then she comes home and people are like did you have a nice weekend Kenny? And she's like oh yes I just you know like watch TV and it. like how how would she account but then I guess... You're kind of brainwashed after it, are you? And then told that all you did was like Netflix and chill all weekend.
1: Yeah, well, it's like when Bain looked into it and he like, you know, the associates in her modelling school were saying that it was kind of weird because she was going on these supposed business trips. But then little or no business seemed to be happening. You know, it was like nothing seemed to be actually occurring where she they might have put in her brain like, oh, yeah, you did this, you did that. And Time is probably a bit fucked up in that incident, so it's not really, you know, she has no recollection of experiencing that amount of time, yeah. so in her head she's just experienced a shorter amount of time than what's actually gone on
2: I, I I just think it's totally given me like Elizabeth Holmes vibes with like the deep voice and like the alternate personality or whatever I'm like oh, god. oh my god maybe that's what happened if you don't know what we're talking about this is a, like Elizabeth Holmes there's an amazing podcast called The Dropout and it's about this woman who is in court at the moment right now hmm. um, for this she set up a company called Theranos that is uh, alleged to have defrauded people out of like billions of dollars
1: but she has has this really deep voice a deep way of talking <laughs> that's like part
2: of her personality and she uh wears turtlenecks all the time and she talks like this but people that knew her in her earlier life were like that's not her voice like that's not how she talked it's almost as if she created like oh, well I think she kind of consciously created like a whole different persona for herself it's yeah so interesting
1: yeah and she it's also so interesting. Uh, what's also similar with Candy Jones and her is that she can't seem to eye don't remember. I can't <laughs> recall. This one can't remember if she put socks on in the morning. And they're like, "You can't remember." Okay. Yeah, I, d- you can't I remember don't that recall contract for five billion. No, can't remember I- that. okay. <sighs> I, this I'm sure
2: I'm sure it may have been shown to me but I don't recall do, I I'm also can't thinking recall. <laughs> I can't I'm recall. also thinking of like this woman with the lipstick candy like imagine you're going to work one day and you're like oh my god it's this lipstick I forgot that I had bought it like what shade is this oh, oh, oh poison I died <laughs> like you're just finding this <laughs> lipstick and you're, you're finding all these like James Bond kind of fucking like tools and stuff in your like in your handbag every day and be like what Laser gun? How the fuck did this get in here? I thought I just went shopping for groceries. It's so crazy.
1: I'd love it if it was true. I'd love to see the passport picture because um, if that the black wig and the dark makeup like is it just like a bus driver shake and go wig that she has on her that you could get Absolutely. like you know <laughs> in, the, in the joke <laughs> shop and it's got a little hat and like sunglasses and she's like I'm Arlene. No Arlene is low voice. I'm Arlene Grant <laughs> and I'll bust you up. Also how amazing would it be if you could like uh, like just download that kind of like hand-to-hand combat in your subconscious and just be like oh, you know, I know be so much handier wouldn't it like maybe yeah let us know. actually I'm going to do that gateway experience thing because I have the tapes to do it and I started with one tape uh before that kind of and then
2: you got a little bit frightened didn't no, you no I
1: didn't get frightened I just didn't uh, commit to it but I have to say I listened to the first tape there's many um and I slept like amazing that first time. So maybe I will keep you updated on that. In the well, exp-
2: explain to people now what the quickly what the gateway thing is.
1: Uh, the gateway program was a series of tapes that were used to help to. Um, sorry, how to describe this properly? It's a series of tapes that were developed from the Monroe Institute, um, mm-hmm. and they worked with the government, the CIA years and years i think at the 80s i think it was but basically it was all about like developing like remote viewing and like kind of types of astral projection and like focusing your mind and stuff to experience like different dimensions and realms um and they did actually a very very interesting and it's all documented on cia report that was brought out to the public this isn't bullshit or someone made it up you can go and read it on the CIA website um they they did this technique with a remote viewer um brought him through a whole series of questions, whatever, told him to go to these coordinates um in space and time, and then it slowly reveals that the place that he was describing was Mars, and it was like so many millions of years ago, and there was people on Mars and it was a dying dying planet, and he was describing the beings. I remember I read that to you, Annie, and you were like, "Oh ash." Um, I, I i couldn't even deal with it i was like sorry what the, no i can't and then you were like why
2: don't you do the why don't you do one of these like um experiments you just listen to the tape and i was like no 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 i don't want to i don't want to and then you went and did it and i was like bye bye which was lovely knowing you i loved you forever and then the next day you were like oh i just slept really well i yeah, was like I your mind slept controlled
1: so so well um but I will say that the tapes were brought out in the eighties. So the starting music, there's some music in the seventies and eighties, like even on on films from the seventies and eighties, that terrifies me for no reason. Like, do you know that kind of like <laughs> all that? That's on it. That's pretty scary in a dark room, lying on your own. That's all I'll say. Anyway, anyway good luck to old Candy there. Sure, she was a secret good luck, spy, She's kind of like Black Widow, in, in a way. Um... But, uh, no, she's not like Black Widow. But, yeah, I just imagine her as being Scarlett Johansson. It's really
2: shit being the first woman James Bond and not even known about it. Like, lousy on her.
1: Yeah, pretty lousy is right. (laughs) Anyway, join us after the break where we'll be asking Annie Bernadette Can a whole host of questions.
0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com slash people today.
1: Oh, and welcome back. And uh, now we're getting on to this week's segment of... <laughs> <laughs> Birdie anything. <laughs> David Mills writes in and he says, Canny Annie, what was the worst Christmas present you have ever received?
2: Oh my god. Ah uh, the worst, the worst, the worst. Oh, I've gotten some dodgy jewellery over the years. Um, Quickly, I can think of the best. Just when I'm trying to think of the worst, I got a disco ball one year. My mum gave it to me, and I fucking loved it. I didn't have anywhere to put it, but I fucking loved that disco ball. And it ended up outside in the chicken coop because, (laughs) (laughs) mum. After I left home, mum was like, "Oh, I heard that it scares off the magpies." So my beautiful, beautiful disco ball ended outside, covered in bird shit, trying to keep the magpies out. To the chicken coop um, so that was a good one that turned into a really sad story but the chickens had a really good time okay
1: <laughs> next question uh, <laughs> Carlos writes in he says toenails trim bite pedicure or talons
2: Oh oh my god I cannot Thank you Carlos For your question Cannot abide Long toenails On me Or on anywhere else Like just cut Those fuckers Down to the Absolute job even to like where it hurts just keep them down I've seen this new thing of like ladies growing out their toenails and getting them like you know done like they get their nails done and Mm. it's just and they hang out over the front of your sandal and you could never wear a closed um, toe shoe again I just and I don't understand it but like for me Carlos it would be a DIY job because I don't like people touching my feet I wouldn't be into it I don't really like going to salon to get anything done let alone put my stinking foot up in some poor girl's face ain't nobody got time for it I can do it at home with a like hack them off with an old nail clippers (laughs) thank you
1: (laughs) lovely mental image Annie the next question comes in from Alison she says if you and Will were the Spice Girls which ones would you be? oh my god
2: um, Will would be Spice. There ain't no two ways about it. Uh, he loves her. He's always loved her. I don't know why. Apparently she's got some talent that only he knows about because I think she was the most useless of the Spice Girls. Um, which one would I be? Ugh, like I don't know. I'd probably be Scary Spice. I would need to grow, a, get a perm, or grow some kind of curl out if I could. Curl- but, cultural like,
1: appropriation. <clears throat>
2: I think personality-wise, personality-wise, I'd be a little bit scary. I will say that I saw them on their return tour a few years ago when they came to Ireland and they were fucking unbelievable and I loved every minute of it it and I'm not ashamed to say it. Thank you.
1: Why would you be ashamed to say they're part of your childhood? Pretend you're a rock goddess again. Get out (laughs) of it. Trish Arnold writes in and she says, What's your favourite part of slash thing to do at Christmas? very Christmassy questions this week
2: oh I love I just love Christmas I love it I love it and I feel like this year I'm not I don't know like it got like it came up on me too quickly and I'm like oh my god get into the Christmas first um I love making mulled wine that's always my job in the house love a bit of mulled wine and I love like just having a few drinks after Christmas dinner and getting generally sloshed through the day the day and watching Lord of the Rings just love watching lord of the rings at christmas i know it's not even a christmas film but it's always on the tv here and
1: um i,
2: I fucking i love i just love it all man apart from the turkey and ham love it all thank you gorgeous
1: caroline writes in and she says mash or chips
2: might be the hardest question i've ever been asked i fucking love spuds i love spuds i love everything to do with them. i love potatoes uh, which I, oh god it's be very close it depends like if i'm hungover, chips but of a normal day if they're made the right way with no lumps lads no lumps I have no time for lumps in a spud. Get that shit out of there. You were just lazy and you didn't. Chop them up before you mashed them. We all know how to do it. In Ireland, you get excommunicated if you're not able to do this. So I, would, most of the time, I would say mash.
1: Chris writes in and says, what goes best in hot chocolate? Spiced rum, whiskey, chocolate liqueur? mark.
2: Oh God, you see, um, I don't know, lads, because I'm not a, like, I, I'm not a, cho- like, a chocolatey kind of gal. I'm more vegan. salty I'm a salty gal yeah but you can get like vegan hot chocolate but like I find it too sweet sometimes I find it a bit sweet I like but if I'm going to have to put something in it there love a bit of rum sounds perfect how about just the rum and not the hot chocolate I just think rum that'd be lovely
1: Mac Heather writes in and says what are some of Will's redeeming qualities and then in brackets has wrote if he has any oh bitch
2: um. Mm-hmm. Do you want to come back to me at the end? No, of the you must
1: answer this. It says as well in invisible writing.
2: Um. Sometimes,
1: yes.
2: Sometimes, <laughs> yes. He. Um sometimes his hair looks half decent on a good day if he's just after putting some product in it sometimes he can, yeah and sometimes every second Monday of the month he has a little shower and a little fixie uppie and then he's quite pleasant to be around for the first half hour and sometimes he sends you funny things on the phone that I look at, but most of the time it's just tripe
1: (laughs) I am going <laughs> to assassinate you. <laughs> Candy Jones style. <laughs> Denise Arlene. Writes in and she said she asks, please tell me your favourite thing about yourself. Oh, fucking hell. Thanks, Denise. Oh we will be here all week.
2: Oh, God. We oh, go. God. I hate these kind of questions. I go don't on. know.
1: Go on. Tell us, Annie. How great you are. Go on.
2: My favourite thing about myself is I can
1: breakdance. You can what?
2: I can breakdance.
1: You can't even breakdance. <laughs> is that your favourite thing?
2: <laughs> I can. Remember I used to get down on the ground when we were drunk and I would do a bit of breakdancing. I can only do it with drinking me, but I can do
1: it. Annie, sitting on the ground and proceeding to 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 turn on your bum... Very slowly going woohoo does not <laughs> qualify as break dance. I can break dance, no. I can do it. <laughs> Deborah writes in. She says, "What fashion would you bring back from the past?" I hope you and Will are enjoying the holidays. Love you, dear hearts.
2: Oh, thank you so much. Thank that you, is thank so you. sweet. I like when girls wore high waisted trousers as a default. Like I, I liked. I think when high waisted pants were like the the default, and that if you wore a pair of hipsters, like we all, like we tried to bait ourselves into, and like when we were kids let with let everything day, hanging out. Yeah,
0: like,
2: I just think that high waist... Like, you know, like, I was never made for uh, a hipster (laughs) jeans. I ain't got... I got a belly, but I ain't got no hips. I just think that trousers should tie at the waist. For everyone, and that goes for you boys that are wearing them down under your arse as well. Like, you know, like, there's just too much crack on show. It's not the most appealing part of the body, like the top of the arse crack. Like, has anyone ever looked at the top of an arse crack coming out of trousers and been like, oh, yes, got to get me some of that? No, just tie them at your waist, lads. Thank you. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
1: Joe writes <laughs> <laughs> says... What's the weirdest thing you've ever came across on a beach when you've been looking for sea pottery?
2: Oh my god. Um a coconut <laughs> in Ireland is quite oh, that's strange. Weird. Yeah. And I came across the coconut and I text my lovely cousin who lives in Hawaii and I was like, I got the coconut that you sent me, like I found it like after a storm in Ireland. And it's very unusual to find coconuts in Ireland as you know yourself unless you're in the fancy bit of Marks and Spencer. So now I have it like this is so like fucking Like airy fairy, I have little a little succulent, little plant grown out of it, and it's 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 hanging on a macrame holder in my house. I used it for something. Some actually, my good friend made it for me. I gave him the coconut, and he put a plant in it, and now it's hanging in my house. So I might not be that. Oh, that is. sounds like that sounds like arts and crafts hour with Bernadette. Okay, please. please, please New please, segment coming question. January 2022. Oh, God, God. Oh,
1: Jeffrey <laughs> Jamson writes in and says, "If the podcast fails, have you thought about a career in home remodeling? Don't fucking encourage her, Jeffrey."
2: I've been getting so many. I I know I I did say to you guys that I'd put up pictures. I've actually Mm. put some up now this weekend. Um, Yeah, because I've been getting loads of compliments. Now, I was more like the person who comes in. Thank you, Will. But I'm just more the person that comes in with all these highfalutin ideas, and then I get my family, who are tradesmen, to do everything for me. So who can take the glory there? I don't know, but I'm going to take it. I I think I would enjoy that. I would if I had the money to have a good team underneath me there, and they could just do all the hard work, and I could just swan around looking at soft furnishings the whole time and be a fancy bitch, and have a little chihuahua in my handbag. Do you know? I could be one of those bitches. I'd be like I'd be like Christine from Selling Sunset. I would be like her.
1: If I hear about this selling sunset no more sorry, time sorry, I am going to choke you. Candy I Jones, started
2: but. watching it. I started watching it and I'm fucking obsessed and I hate myself for it. Please, somebody tell me that they are doing this too and I'm not alone. Thank you.
1: Ruth Newcomb writes in and she says, Will suggested a Zoom meetup for all of your adoring fans. Would it be something you'd consider and can we all fuck her hair up in a bun for it, please? Oh,
2: Oh my god! Yes. Now we That's a great we idea. have actually we have actually talked about this, and we are going to do it in the new year. We're going to set mm. up um, a monthly Patreon Zoom for all your Patreon guys. I would love it. I would absolutely love. Oh, we should love call
1: it "fuck it up, fuck it up in a bun," and then you'd have to come on your Zoom with your hair up in a bun, Let's male just call female.
2: It, because the whole "fuck it up in a bun" thing, like like when Will and I worked together and like everything was going wrong, and we were like, "Oh my god, what do we do?" We just be like, "Oh, fuck it up in a bun, just." <laughs> just fuck it up in a bun and it just became like the go to phrase for like oh just fuck it up in a bun bun. so uh, I think that that is genius thank you
1: yeah it is actually a good idea Ruth Ruth we may actually call it that and we'll have to credit you with it
2: Ruth there ain't no money in this for you (laughs) oh
1: my god Annie's laying down the law from day one there Uh, Georgia writes in and she asks what supernatural entity scares you the most
2: Demons, demons, demons all day long and Demons from the netherworld um, Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's, yeah I think it's from, I think uh, it's from growing up Catholic And hearing all these stories about, like, like, possession in general Or, like, something, some kind of entity, dark entity taking the over And, like, I just... I, like, I watched The Exorcist when I was too young and it's, uh, it's just it's kind of half the reason that we do this now and that I'm always so shitting myself about all these stories because I'm kind of afraid that it'll happen to me in the form of a tall man from Wexford called William Possession you <laughs> <laughs> has infiltrated your life
1: already <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the like flickered when I did that Maybe I do, of course Man tries to dodge Covid vaccine using fake arm a man in Italy who wanted proof of vaccination but didn't want to get the shot attempted to trick medical workers using a fake arm, <laughs> according to a ner- local nurse. Nurse <laughs> Philippa Bu- Bua in the city of Baella said that she first noticed something amiss pretty quickly. When I uncovered the arm, I felt skin that was cold and gummy and the colour was too light, she told Italian newspaper Corriere della Sera per... delle Sete. <laughs> She said that at first she thought that she had an actual prosthetic she said that at first she thought he had an actual prosthetic arm and he had simply accidentally offered her the wrong one but that was not the case the man was wearing the man was wearing a covering on his torso with two (laughs) rubber foam (laughs) arms attached and the man ultimately wanted ultimately mm, and the man ultimately admitted oh my god well and the man ultimately admitted that his goal had been to obtain the COVID-19 vaccine certificate without receiving the shot, she said. (laughs) Last month, Italy mandated that venues like bars, restaurants and theatres, among others, will require a super green pass that proves the holder either has been vaccinated against COVID-19 or had the illness and recovered. According to the Times, the man who was a dentist also needed proof of vaccination for work. The dentist's actions received condemnations from officials in the Region of Piedmont, which is where Biella is located. I'm sorry for the pronunciation, our auto queue isn't working properly today. <laughs> Alberto Cierro, president of the Piedmont regional government, a call, called the attempt a deception, an offence to the region's health system. In a joint statement, Cierro and Piedmont's health, health, health councillor said, this case could be classified as ridiculous, except that we are talking about a gesture of enormous gravity, unacceptable for the sacrifice that the whole community is paying for for the pandemic. The, thing, <laughs> the, <laughs> the dentist may face criminal criminal criminal. Oh my god, the dentist—he's fucked. Basically, he's fucked. <laughs> he's fucked. He's ah! gonna go to jail for a short period oh of time. Oh my god, and be always always known as the man with the fake arm. But he has. Oh real my arm.
2: god. I thought this was, I I was pissing myself out until I heard that he's a fucking dentist. This man, this man, people allow him to operate a drill inside their mouths, And he thought that he would fool (laughs) a narcissist. With a fake arm, like, what is the word? <laughs> like, what? Is- no, nothing to see here. Like, you know what, where though? were his actual arms? I cannot. I
1: cannot. Do you know what, though? I'm just going to be what? honest here now. If I was the nurse and he came in and it was a long day of injecting people, I just would do it and go see it. <laughs> I actually wouldn't be bothered filling out the paperwork and bringing it upon me and your man come down the guards come oh fucking hell it would have been a big rigmarole and have to tell everybody at work well, what happened with the man with the arm because that's one thing I hate Annie is whenever something happens and all the nosy Nellies come out and get you to repeat the story 50,000 times Yeah, that's one thing I absolutely hate so I probably would have that flash (laughs) through my mind for 30 seconds and then just inject it and be like see ya I'm just (laughs) imagining
2: you I'm imagining you running in for your shot with like two arms that you pulled off a lady mannequin in fucking Dunn's (laughs) doors somewhere being like yeah what and like (laughs) he, he didn't even have the fucking gumption to give it a spray tan or something. It was obviously the wrong colour for his skin. I can't like 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 this man this man is a fucking dentist. Are you
1: for real I know, I know, I know. Yeah. Oh. Like, yeah. Listen, no judgment and if you do or don't have the vaccine, but just don't be an idiot like this man. Uh.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Well, I know where I'm going to get my teeth done next. I can't wait to meet this fella. He sounds absolutely gas. He sounds <laughs> like a, a right
1: laugh, right? He'd be like, okay, let's have a look at those teeth and pop a rubber arm and be like, gotcha. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then he'd like, go up with the other arm and then brush against your lips and he'd be like, gotcha again. <laughs> and you would be like, fuck my life. Um, but that's all for this week. Thanks so much for oh. listening. And if you would like more why not consider signing up to our Patreon? The link is in the bio um, where you can get a weekly bonus episode called Motu Weird Wednesdays where we more the same and we also have a Grinds My My Gear section where we (laughs) air your grievances uh, reminiscent to a Take a Break magazine agony ant where we discuss them. Uh, You can only send them in on air. Patreon account but if you can't oh. if you can't afford it and it's Christmas holidays as it is um, send us a review which is will be it's worth its weight in gold or tell a friend about us will be absolutely fantabulous um, absolutely
2: fantastic and do you know what I heard well I heard yeah. that Spotify and I know that a lot of you guys are listening on Spotify they yeah. now have a rating system a star rating system oh, on Spotify yeah I could just hit one of those you could just hit the little you could just hit the little
1: stars do you well, know what I, I mean not that
2: We would make all our Christmas dreams come true. Yeah, well, sometimes I'm ahead of the game. Well, sometimes I know more than what you know.
1: Oh... Oh, that's interesting that you think that way. (laughs) Um, And uh, yeah, you can follow us as well on Facebook. Uh, Just type in Mysteries of the Unexplained and we'll pop up there. And you can follow our little super group where we have lols, lols, lols every day. Or join us on Instagram at Mysteries of the Unexplained pod. But besides all that, thank you so much for your support. Uh, We are so grateful for everybody that helps us grow and we have been growing and we'll slowly slowly take over the world
2: Yeah. so I'm going now with my fake arm to throw another stick on the fire thank you so much for listening <laughs> and we'll be back for our Christmas episode at the end of this week don't worry guys it'll be my week so things will be considerably oh, it'll of a we quality I'll see
1: you in January lads
2: okay bye
1: <laughs> come back in January it'll be a week it'll be a wake it's water one next week now Probably <laughs> fucking Annie will be telling us the story of the Christmas Carol, pretending she had uncovered it. Mysterious story about a ghost. Oh, have you not heard that real one? Have you account? not heard that one? <laughs> have life? you not, not heard that one about the donkey? Real
2: first I'll tell you that one next week.
1: Come here to me, Annie. Come closer. Yeah. My name is Kendi Jones and I'm <laughs> going to assassinate, assassinate, assassinate you. <laughs> Oh God, Candy's okay, well. Candy's gone now, but hopefully Arlene isn't still a presence in another dimension that might get me. Bye. Oh, oh goodbye. Join oh, us God. next week for more mysteries, mysteries of the onyx, explain,
2: explain, explain,
1: explain, 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 this tune's gonna punish you, punish you, punish you, punish you, punish you, punish you. Punish you, punish you. <laughs> oh fuck I'll off! Scream? Yeah, I scream, you out of your mind. <laughs> I love the way that song is so obscure that no one has even once recognized. Commented on it? I know no one, not even once. Listen, listen. Good luck to us.
2: Get out of here.